Hello, and welcome to Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Fitz, and this is... Sean. Yeah, and today we actually have like um, a Back to the Roots podcast. We are basically talking about all the freelance stuff that is actually just occurring in our world, what affects us right now creatively and creatively... Did I say creatively twice? Well, anyhow, um, yeah, today we're just talking our coffee talk and you can be part of this and we will just talk about art, freelance creativity and everything that basically rocks our world. And yeah, Sean, what is rocking your world today? What is rocking my world today? Well, uh, I'm in an interesting place where I've cleared the plate of old clients. It's not something that happens very often, but it's kind of like clear, clearing house every year or two. And uh, yeah, so I'm, you know, have 50% of my time now available. So now I'm in that weird place that a lot of freelancers find themselves where they're panicking and they're also enjoying it and kicking back. So it's a little yin and yang right now in my world Ooh, i like you, it man? i like it um right now i'm so that's basically where i kind of want to talk about like with the first topic um so it's kind of structured but not really it's a little bit loose today um i want to talk about how to get the ball rolling again and i think this is like a good time because like everybody right now is probably going through this recession depression whatever you want to call this state right now where everybody's pulling back and it's like i gotta save the money and you're basically like I'm going to get that back, but how do you get that back, you know, and how to get started with that. And I kind of want to go back to our first clients, how we got them and stuff like that and things that actually helped you to get business. Well, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I can kick that off. I mean, so, God, my first freelance clients, I mean, if we go way, 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 way back, to the very unlegitimate beginning of Sean Craig Creative way back in the dark ages of 2013, 14, Ooh, is it, really? Is that the emo era? I think so. The emo era. Yeah, yeah, we were all listening to Seosin and yeah. we were all, you know, no. <laughs> no I, was, um, I was actually pretty um, pretty deep in the electronic scene at the time. Oh. But, um, but yeah, so that goes back to college days, really, for me. And those first projects, you know, are very humble, right? I mean, the the very first ones, if you want to go way back to the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, 100%. My, let's do this. Yeah, so my first freelance projects were, were, were just friend recommendations, which I think are a lot of what everyone's first projects are, right? Or just friends, yeah. family, giving you a thing or two. So I think the first thing I can remember ever making... Um, as I made this logo for a massage therapy company down in Colorado Springs while I was in college up in Denver. Um, and it was just a friend. <laughs> it was just a friend's wife started a massage company. And I uh, made this really cool. I still love the logo. And then yeah. but what's really funny is um, I wanted to, you know, I, I've always been like trying to bite off more than I can chew. And so obviously um, I could just type out, you know, I think the, the name of the company company was Healthy Living Massage. And I think I could, um, you know, instead of just typing that out and finding a good font, I was like, you know what? My first logo, let's do some custom lettering. That should be easy, right? Oh, um, yeah. So easy. It was, so, it, was, <laughs> it was such a funny practice of like a month and a half of me tweaking this font to no end. And anyone out there that's ever like done custom design typography, They'll they'll tell you that like once you stare at you know healthy living massage for like twenty hours straight, it's just never gonna look right, and it just looks terrible, and it almost gets worse and worse the more you mess with it. But um, yeah. but it ended up being a good project, you know. I think um, 
you know, uh, but, you know, even back in those humble days, that was really funny. That first project of just like spending way too much time and um, probably not getting paid for it. I don't even remember what she paid yeah. me. On that note, though, I want to go back to that because like, um, how did you got the friend recommending you? Did you actively talk to like your friends like, hey, I kind of want to do this? Like, what were the active things you could do right now? Like, hey, I'm Sean and I kind of want to do logos. You know somebody who does logos like actually yeah. actively going out there or what did well, you do? Well, yeah, no, I think that's that's a great question. I think um, I think that's kind of one of the benefits for anyone um, that's in college, that's in art school. Uh, is that a lot of your friends, a lot of your family, you know, they're like, oh, you went to college. What are you going to college for? And you're like, oh, well, I'm going for graphic design. You know, I'm trying to be a logo designer. I'm trying to be someone that would brand a company. And I think in this case, I think I had just caught up with this friend and he, he had asked, you know, what I was doing. And I told him I was doing graphic design and I was going to school for it. And, um, and I think he just, uh, he just saw that, you know, he, his, his, um, girlfriend at the time, you know, she had this small massage company so what's what's the worst that can happen right to let this new uh, graphic designer kind of uh, do this logo and who knows how much i charged at the time i really wish i knew um it was probably dirt cheap though it was probably yeah. so disgustingly cheap it was probably hilarious like probably like 150 dollars for a logo that i probably spent like 50 50 hours messing with <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes that's though all that's really needed, you know, if you just need a logo in the beginning, and you're just starting out, and it's like, like you said, small business, and they don't see the value, that's the appropriate price, maybe, you know, but obviously, if somebody with a bigger budget and bigger dreams, and they want to grow exponentially, and whatever, they need a better logo, obviously, but yeah, for the beginning. Yeah. Well, and obviously, like, you know, having like a small price for something gives you a lot of freedom, right? You know, so if they're paying 150 bucks, it's like, you know, they're not that they're not going to be breathing down my neck where if like if it was my first design project and I was like, it's going to be $1,500, two grand, three grand for a logo. It's like the expectations would be like way up here. And then it, that could have been ugly, but it actually ended up being a good she was happy. Everything we did, she was really happy with. But that yeah. could have been because it was cheap. You know, I think that's that's something I've ran into now later in my career is now that I have these higher rates and I charge a decent amount, um, there's not that cushion now. So if I spent 50 yeah. hours on a logo that I've, I should have only spent 10 hours on nowadays, it may actually create a lot of um, tension. Yeah. Yeah. How about I, you? What was your what was your first project? I'm really interested. So for me, it's kind of weird because like I did like I, I slipped into this freelance world through a weird um, path because I moved from Germany to America and I was documenting like uh, my journey with like a phone camera and then traded out my camera for the YouTube game basically and just teaching myself how to film. Um, was a server and there was a fitness trainer also a server and we both were like kind of in that hustle mentality he's like i need to get them ready for that competition i gotta work out i gotta get more clients you know and obviously it was like i think gosh nearly five years ago or something like that and i basically um was like hey i'm filming stuff and i usually film myself and i didn't do it for the money but i was like i could film you working out and maybe you get like some clients if you have like a video of that and that was like too dirt cheap because like it was like 75 dollars and i drove to the gym and basically filmed him working out edited that in like um four hours but it was all fun but it's not nice watching like a guy sweating over the PC like for several hours. So I'm like, do you really want to do this? 
But it was yeah. also communication with a friend, kind of. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like it was um, it was like a fun project, though, in a way, right? Like you could kind yeah. of... Yeah. And First, it, like, dabbling in the freelance world and like, hey, I actually can't get paid for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's, and, you know, and there is a special joy when it's your, when it's your friends, right? When you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're really trying to help them and you're excited and, um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's, so that's interesting. So it was like a little project for a guy at a gym. Yeah. I mean, did it go well? Did, was he pretty happy? Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. Um, he cool. loved it. And since then, um, as long as he lived here in Florida, um, he basically hooked me up with work. Obviously, he was like, um, it's kind of funny. Um, so he was not that successful with his clients. So it's not like that he is like, oh, I got a big budget and I'm growing like um, an insane amount. And it kind of, I think, like also comes back about the mindset of your client how they grow and how adaptive they are and how efficient they run everything, you know, because they have a bigger budget, you know, I could do more, but that is like, is that an excuse or should I have done more to give them, you know, more clients? So it's like, kind of like whose fault is it? And I'm like, we're both like kind of the same level and yeah. So it was kind of weird. Yeah. Well, they're always on an entrepreneurial spirit. You know what I mean? Even though it's a different thing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, that weird um, back and forth. I, I've had that a few times. I definitely have as well. I mean, so yeah, I mean, to go on kind of after that in my career, you know, I think a lot of the stuff I did at the end of college, um, well, during college and the end of college is I worked at, for the clubs up in Denver. Yeah. Um, there's some, uh, you know, EDM clubs that were pretty big and popping back in the day and um, just production <laughs> companies as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I probably lost half my hearing from those days, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, you know, so I think so those days are really interesting because it was it was like really cool work, right? Like I was doing very sexy type of work. Like, hey, we're going to have this rave. We need you to do like an illustrated devil woman in like a bikini like illustration. And we need, you know, we need this cool font. And there's going to be fire and it's going to be all this cool stuff happening. And it's, you know, so it was really cool aesthetic wise. But um what was really interesting about that time is I didn't get paid for a lot of it. Um, I think that was, uh, so my, so I, so when I walked into art school freshman year back in yeah. 2010, God, I'm dating myself back in 2010. Um, I walked in with an internship in art school. I thought I was, I was big boss, man. You know, I, yeah. none of the other design students, none of them had any internships or anything. And I thought I was a boss, you know, I had an internship at, um, at this, uh, place that was essentially acting as the design firm for a lot of these clubs. And it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. However, you know, the funny thing about the club world, a lot of people will tell you is um, getting paid and money and things like that. Um, <laughs> definitely a very uh, cloak and dagger type of world. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I feel so, that. So that was very interesting where I think this happens a lot to people um, early on in their career, like that they, you know, they go after the things that are very, you know, yet again, sexy and just cutting edge maybe, or maybe fits their life. And then, um, and then a lot of the times early on, they kind of get taken advantage of. And I feel like that's kind of what happened. It was great experience. So I, I yeah. wasn't angry by the end of it, I don't think, but I definitely... It was interesting because I remember having to ask teachers and other experienced designers, like, is this normal? Do you like, do you not get paid for stuff? Like, I remember, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember literally the asking. struggle. Hey, you don't get paid I, either? <laughs> I remember asking one of my mentors at the time, I remember like walking in and, and, and asking her like, 
hey, um, so I haven't been paid in like three months from this one job and it's cool work. Is, is that, is that cool? And she, and she just, I remember her, I'll always remember her just <laughs> looking over and Wait just a looking minute. at the ground and being like, no, that's not cool. And you know, you really, even if it's cool work, you, you should really have value. And, but, yeah. um, but yeah, so that, that was kind of my first jobs. And so, you know, what's interesting is when you start out, I think you can make the argument like get paid and that's, but you know, I also would say make the argument of like, you know, if you don't get paid, but you're so early on, you haven't done anything. Um, yeah. Uh, sometimes argument. like yeah sometimes there's like negative work you know um and they, in video gaming it's called like a negative micro for example like if you want to do mm. fancy stuff in a video game like like pulling pro moves at times when it's not really usable or you basically like i should do this and that actually hinders your performance and you basically if you're a beginner and you do fancy stuff but you cannot do the fancy stuff it mm. just screws the whole thing over you know, so it's like you're doing yeah. negative work. What is like kind of like, yeah, if you would have done less, you would have done better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, to give you some kind of context too, those, those days were crazy for me. I mean, I remember I had three full-time jobs. I had, well, not full-time jobs, but I had, th I had one full-time job, two part-time jobs, including um, running the street American team for Dream. these clubs. I a uh, full-time student at the time. So I remember... My average amount of time I, I could sleep every night was about four hours. And I was so tired every day. I would literally just lay on the bed. Sometimes I'd still have my clothes on. I wouldn't get my clothes off. And I would just, like, fall asleep. Um, <laughs> like, not not even joking. Like, I mean, like, the club nights, like, Thursday. Like, I would always have to be there during club hours. Um, yeah. That's when we'd have the marketing meetings because I guess that's when we club people have marketing meetings is when everyone's drunk <laughs> late at night. But um, it was really funny because I wasn't 21 at the time. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here in these VIP bars with X's on my hands and, you know, sitting there having <laughs> club soda while we're having these marketing meetings and soda of lime, you know? Yeah. I kind of thought I was, I thought it was cool though. I, you know, it was, it's really funny. Like, you know, I, I thought it was, oh, I, I like really that feeling. Cool. Yeah, um, like, you know when you got a gig and you walk in, and you're just like, I'm getting paid for this. I'm not right. like you guys who pay to be here. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, just to just to go even back in the past from there, you know, I um I learned about graphic design in the weirdest ways possible. I think one of the things that I remember distinctively when I was in high school a long time ago um, was I remember picking up a book at Barnes and Noble, which that alone is going to date me. But um, picking up a book of Barnes, Barnes and Noble that, you know, it, it was something I still have it to this day. Actually, it's right here. Me too. One second. <laughs> you, we, we make the book reveal. We make the book re uh, reveal Sonish. of Barnes and Noble. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check the stories out. And so for a designer or uh, yeah, graphic designer, what is your book? So, so yeah. So I the first this... book ever. So I bought this book probably back in 2007, but okay. um, freelance design oh. practice. <clears throat> and so I like I'm, that. I remember it's mirrored, but yeah, and it's you know, and I, I and you know, and it's actually a really good book. It's funny. It's like I should really revisit it. You know, it talks about business plans. It talks about all these other things. But yeah. I remember being um, a kid and picking that up and being like, "This is so cool. There's all these cool things I can make." But even in this book, it was all about the professional and corporate world. 
So when I was told, hey, you don't have to be in the corporate world. How about you work for some clubs, bro? How about we get some <laughs> cool club flyers? We'll have all the yeah. ladies and music. The fun and laid back work. And so I was nothing. just like, what? This is so cool. This is even cooler than the book that got me like in love with this. And so I think yeah. I was a little, um, a little blinded by that, but. I mean, I wouldn't give back the time of my life for anything, though. I mean, yeah. it was so fun. I mean, going to all these free shows. I mean, I saw Dead Mouse like three times. I met Paul Oakenfold twice. I mean, so there was like That's some nice. cool, some cool stuff that happened. But um, yeah, it was so funny though. The the amount I got paid was probably less than a, a grand. Ooh, okay. So your first book how, was How to Shoot Video. That doesn't, that doesn't suck. suck. Yeah, it was a, you should have read. Yeah. That. I'm just <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> no, but but I mean, like, Barnes and Nobles and books are, like, actually, like, there were some good things that really, like, help you out sometimes. Was there, like, a lesson in that book that stood out to you? Like, um, if you would, like, summary the book right now and you come up with the number one thing you learned from it. God, it's been so long. I, I really should just reread the book. It's, it's probably a little old now. It's probably yeah. just a little antiquated. But, you know, what was really funny is when I read it, it was like over my head, right? I was in high school. I had no dang. I like. I think I thought. I had thought graphic design just meant that you were making art that was more graphical. I think if you were to ask me, like, what's graphic mm -hmm. design? I would have been like, it's just uh, it's just art that's graphics, uh, which isn't the case. And um, yeah, you know. So I think I I was um, I think I remember reading it and not getting half of it, like not understanding like most of it, but being like, "Ooh, look at these pretty pictures!" and "Oh, look, these guys look like they make a lot of money." And even yeah. even the design of the book itself, you know, this is what I like about graphic design books is they they almost always, you know, they have like a cool you know design to them. You know, they 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 don't look. It looks yeah. like a nice book. It has a nice feel, nice premium pages. And I think even me seeing that was just like, "Whoa, this is so cool! Like this feels good." Whoa, yeah. Like, maybe I can make some cool stuff. And it is, you know, so it was... It inspiring, was too. Yeah, it was, like, inspiring in a weird way, like, where <clears throat> one book, picking one book up off the shelf is kind of what nudged me enough to be like, you know what? Maybe you should give this design thing a shot, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it is like, um, you know, usually people say don't buy stuff to get stuff done, you know, or, you know to solve a problem but sometimes it's like oh you bought something nice it motivates you again it sparks the passion up again you know so sometimes it's fine to spend a little bit of money to get like um, a little bit more fire under your butt and being like oh I, I feel the passion again well yeah and I mean um, yeah and let's you know yeah let's go let's take a little time machine back to, to, to back to high school right oh, vintage yeah, vintage. Here we go. Put on our monocles and top hats here, but um, mm. you know. So I think it was, it was an interesting time in high school. I think a lot of people ran into this, at least in the design world. I, I, I'm sure it's probably similar with videographers too. But I remember being in in school and in, in like art class, being and being pretty talented in in art class. I think I was in like all the advanced art classes. I I felt like I did it really well. But you know, in, in there was a point where I'd hurt myself in college. I'd hurt my back, and I had to kind of come up with all of these, you know, I, I, I was essentially told by a doctor, you know, you're not going to be able to play football again. You're not going to be able to be boxing anymore. You're not going to rock climb anymore. Like you're done. You're, 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 yeah. there's no physical future for you professionally. And I remember like, it was really funny because like, I think a lot of people all the way up till their senior in high school think they're still going to be the pro football player or that they're going to be some cool yeah. adventure. And then, and then it sets in that like, Hey bud, you're probably not. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> 
<clears throat> and then, you know, so for me, I was, I remember like kind of spinning. Um, I think it was like junior year. I was just kind of like, oh my God, what am I going to actually do? Like, am I going to try to paint my whole life? I'm not even the best painter in the high school. Am I going to yeah. try to do music? My band hasn't really made it yet. And I remember like this, just like my head spinning. And um, I feel that I had the same yeah, thing. And this book was like one of those things where it was like, no, Sean, here's here's how you can be creative and have a career doing it. And look at these guys that at least look like they're making a lot of money doing it. Yeah. And and I think that happens a lot, a lot of designers where there a lot of designers are, are reformed artists, really, where they're just artists that were like, I need to make money doing this. But the art world is a little too scary and gray area where this seems more like a solid creative endeavor. But yeah, was that, think... is that how it was for you? Yeah, so I think like in general, like even for any human being right now, this is like a very relatable topic. Like trying to figure out what what gonna what will I do with my rest of my life, and is this the path that I shall take? You know, and be like, yeah. oh, will I be like a number one pop star in singing? Will I be like you know whatever career it is? You know, and mm -hmm. you kind of self reflect, and you're like, oh, I'm not like the most sexy guy, and I'm not top model or whatever. So it's unlikely I will be in the top one percent of the celebrities, super professionals. Mm -hmm. But there's like, oh, no, there's people making a living out there with like being professional. What is like, I think, really important to know. Like you don't have to be like the top of the line designer, web designer, whatever, you know, or videographer. There's still like a lot of people making a living that you never heard about and you will never hear about. But they're doing a good living, you know, and there's yeah, hope. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, and just to highlight, you know, this is a different time, right? I mean, yeah. even 2008, 2009. Is light years different than today in terms of, you know, we didn't have a million creative YouTube channels. There wasn't a ton of, you know, it, you know, it was out there. People knew about graphic design. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like a, a secret by any means, but the it was way less accessible back in those days. I mean, yeah. even back then you had to, um, where now you pay for Creative Cloud, like Adobe Creative Cloud monthly, and it's it's a little steep, but it's at least like semi-approachable for someone starting yeah. out. You know, 60 bucks a month is still like, woof, but it's... But it's, you know, it's it's approachable where I think back then you, you bought the software, which I, I still think is maybe the better approach than paying monthly. Yeah. But, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't quite remember the price, but I remember it was like, you know, hundreds of dollars to buy the software. So it was like there was all these kind of gates back then, it felt like, you know. Now, of course, you know, a lot of us were, you know, being uh, creative in how we would get the software, I'm sure, back in yeah. those days. Um, probably it rides with a current. But... Um, <laughs> But, you know, so I think, you know, it's it's just very interesting how one book was was the window for me, I guess. It was just this one ray of light that was like, hey, this is this is potentially something. And, and that's something I, I think recently I had to kind of go back and look at was like, dude, you did it. Like, remember yeah. when you read that book about being a freelance designer? Well, look, you're you're a freelance designer. You, you did yeah. what that book kind of made you start that journey. So. So it is interesting, though, that the weird, humble beginnings, right? Of like, where did yeah. where did this come from? I mean, the bars are always like there, you know, and you always will judge you to the, the new standard. And you will always say, am I though mm -hmm. a freelancer? Am I really a business? Am I really like getting enough clients to call myself like a professional, you know? Mm -hmm. But in the end, like by the tax code is like, if you make money and you're 
your goal is to make money with that thing you consider the business. So it could be that you're just like having a hobby selling like $60 worth a year of something, but that is a business mm-hmm. kind of sort of thing. Obviously that should be not your standard because like nobody can live from that. And I mean, like the, the goal should be living wage and everything, but yeah, but tax code, real life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I think we, we know some people I think right now that, um, are scared to make that jump too, you know, yeah. um, and, and maybe they have a job, right? Like they, so like, you know, in this case, maybe they have like a consistent design job and, yeah. um, our videographer job, uh, somewhere else. And they're scared to take that plunge, right? They, they're like, well, I need to have like a, you know, multiple months of money saved up or, you know, I don't know where to even start, and and it well, is. Well, I got the story there. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but yeah, please, please go for it. Yeah, so so one of my friends basically, um, we met at an event that we both shot, and we did not know that he's there and filming that thing, and I'm there filming that thing. I'm hired by the owner. He's hired by the owner, and there's like a fire show going on, the whole shebang, and I'm just basically pulling up there with my cameras and gimbal and whatever, and I'm there. He's there. We're looking at each other. We're like both now always. And we're like, what is that? Why are you here? Why I'm here? You know, his name is Jonathan and he's a videographer and he wasn't a freelance world like me. And basically I was like, Hey, let's link up. Let's be friends and let's learn why we got hired and, you know, and try to make sense out of this client because that didn't make yeah. any sense. Second event hired again, both at the same time. And I'm like, what is going on? You know? Um, since then we're like kind of buddies and he was in a freelance world right now. Uh, he was like struggling like I was and I had the thing where I'm like, I want to make the customer bleed more. And he was like, not make them bleed enough with like getting paid, you know? So I had double the rate and he adapted the rate because he was in my opinion, better than me. What I'm like, he's a good guy, whatever, you know? Um, but I charge more. <laughs> so I was proud of that. <laughs> Um, but on the note though, he, he basically did the jump from freelance to corporate and now makes way more money. And I'm like, is that maybe the way right now to just jump into corporate, make more money? And he's like very happy right now. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I would be lying if I said I, I even now aren't, I'm not considering that. I mean, um, you know, like you had said before, you know, with us going, you know, a possible recession. I mean, I personally think we're already in a recession. We're just not calling it that, you know? Um, for people out there, you know, we're, we're recording this July 1st, 2022. So I think, you know, before the nukes, before <laughs> little, little did they know um, if you Talking hear about wh- freelance, you hear whistles in the background, then the, the podcast may end really soon. If you start to hear whistles in the background, um, but it's getting you know, bright there, Sean. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, get, it's getting bigger, but, um, <laughs> oh, geez. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's, Uh-oh. so of course I've thought the same things, right? Yeah. Having a consistent paycheck. I mean, that sounds like such a godsend. I mean, even the fact that fun fact, I've never had paid time off my entire adult life. I mean, so when people tell me that, that they take a vacation and get paid, it just boggles my mind. And, yeah. um, you know, so I think, so I could see that, you know, I could see myself being happy. I think one of the reasons I haven't been happy in a full-time job is I just haven't found the right one. I haven't found yeah. the right boss. I haven't found the right place. So if you're a friend here, it sounds like you've found a good fit, you know, and yeah. it is. He basically had a reawakening after like some drama and reinvented yeah. himself. And I'm like, good. here's to you, Jonathan. Congrats. 
This yeah. one goes out to you. To Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, on that note, though, I mean, there's no right or wrong. And sometimes, like, you know, if you have, like, a good habit and, like, let's say clocking in at 8 and leaving at 4, it's a good habit, you know? You can build with that. You can modify your life. You can build your life mm -hmm. around it. You can still be creative afterwards and beforehand. So drop a comment down below if you're, like, full-time, part-time creative. And, yeah, I, I want to hear about your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I think, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting though, that reinventing is a big deal. I think, um, you know, it, for me, it's always like figuring out when am I, when, when am I going too far with freelance? Like when, when have I, when have I exhausted all resources? But what's so funny for me, um, even just recently, right? Like I just said at the beginning of the, the beginning of this podcast, um, that my plate just got cleared recently, right? I, mm -hmm. I had a client that was taking about 50% of my time completely gone now. I had another client that was taking 20% of my time completely gone now. And so, so it's interesting. Like now is a good time for me in my career when I hit these points where it's like, okay, well, where are we? Where, where's the money? Where's the, where's the time? Where's the, the love for it? Um, you know, and I, and yet again, I'd be lying if I didn't say some of those things were even now a little exhausted for me where I'm, you know, uh, Stefan Sagmeister, he's a, he's a, uh, you know, I think I brought him up before in one of the past episodes. He's, he actually, um, one of the things that he's really tried to push for the whole design world as a whole is to take a year sabbatical. He's done that multiple times in his career. I think he has a role like every five years he takes a year off. Yeah. Um, and I would love to do that. I, I wish I, I wish I could say I've done that, but, um, I think those hard resets though, are really important, you know? I, um, yeah. Oh, I want to riff off that because, like, that's one of my, like, I guess, like, key personality traits. Like, um, I'm, like, really on the reinventing yourself, you know? I'm basically moving from Germany, starting a new life in America. Then, like, doing one job and then, okay, I want a vacation. In America, there is no vacation. Let's take time off and just quit, you know? And... Don't even know what job is afterwards, you know, and right. that was before the whole like freelancing attempts and stuff like that, because like mm -hmm. you were with me when I'm like, hey, I'm quitting my job. I, I think I can make enough money jumping freelance when you back down here, you know, and I'm like, mm -hmm. um, first thing I had was like a gig at the Renaissance Fair, what was like kind of a disaster, but I still made it kind of work what was like an uh, experience by itself, but I always go through like times where i'm like oh uh, i guess like i need to travel and i will not get a vacation and i don't know if i will get clients afterwards and it's a hard reset and i'm looking for that again i'm going to germany and probably will lose my part-time job in a restaurant and i need to restart the, the client base again and i lost momentum because i did other stuff right now with the etsy thing completely lost track of like I should reach out to people. I should be involved in a community. I should be, you know, like be part of part mm -hmm. of the community so that they think about me and reach out to more people. And then I do a lot of like creative podcasts and creative like stuff like YouTube, you know. And there's like so many things that you have to put time in, but like you have to put time into the the community kind of. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I'm I think one of the things that COVID taught me was that I I want to always be in a safe spot. I feel like I I, yeah. I I I found out that I really always that I always gravitate towards safety, and that um 
that can sometimes lead to isolation for a freelancer, right? That, you know, you, you lock yourself in your office and you're just like, as long as I keep pumping out work, I'll, yeah. I'll be, I'll be successful. And, uh, over time you find out, Oh wait, pumping out work doesn't necessarily mean getting more clients or money or appreciation yeah. or anything. Um, so yeah, you're getting that momentum, right? Getting out there, yeah. talking to people, being out there. Um, and one it thing takes I, a month or two. Yeah, yeah. And it does. And I mean, and, and I think it's really smart of you when, when it's already chaos, it's already, things are changing. That's the perfect time to do it. Cause your, your, your norm is already upset. You, you've already, you're already in this place of like do or die yeah. anxiety. It's like, now's the time to do it. Right. Cause it's hard to do it when you're already comfortable. Right. Like, so your friend, Jonathan, you know, he's probably comfortable now. So if you were to try to tell him, Hey, get out of that comfort, come over here with us and play yeah. in the deep end of the pool. Where Skip it's the health insurance, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> who needs health insurance? Who needs paid time off? Who needs these things? And yeah. you know, so for him, it'd be probably terrifying. Um, like unless you had something super solid to hand him, he'd be like, no, why, yeah. why would I? But if he got fired today, just got handed his slip, you're done. Maybe what can happen to anybody? What it is can like... happen at any time? Exactly. And so, you know, like I said, we're, we're probably in a recession now. So even, you know, yeah. you know, anyone that's watching this may be, have been fired or be fired within the next month. So, yeah. you know, so it's, but it's rolling with the chaos. You know, I think when I started my freelance practice, um, for good, you know, so, so I, so I had a freelance kind of going in the background for, probably six, seven years, you know, graduated college, still did freelance, even after college, still just a little freelance on the side. And when I say little, I mean like a logo here, um, a flyer there, a brochure here, nothing, nothing big. I mean, it was probably less than a thousand dollars a month ever in freelance land for, for a while. And yeah. then, um, I got tired of a job back in 2019. I, I felt like I was, or actually 2018, where I felt like I, you know, I had I had tripled the billings of a company. I had helped build them up to a really good place. I had helped hire and train a design staff, and I had no raise. <laughs> that was the mistake. <laughs> Replaced. <laughs> Top my replacements, but um, but you know, so you know, but nothing was really working. And I and I think a lot of people get to this place with their bosses where their boss doesn't think they're going to leave just, just straight up. Their boss doesn't is just like, I don't think you're going to leave. So therefore I'm not going to bend your demands. And yeah. I got to that place. And I remember being like, Sean, you can either stay here for, for years and years and it's comfort and he's going to keep paying you your checks on time, but you've lost the battle and there's no real winning the battle here. Like this arena, you're not going to win. So the only way you're going to win is to step out of this arena and so yeah. when I went and down you to learn Florida, all new techniques, you know, it's like you, you're mm -hmm. in there combined and like, let's say you get fired after 10 years. Now you're mm -hmm. like a freelancer with no 10 years of experience, you know? Yeah. And so, so anyway, so yeah. So in this case, I kind of, um, made the call of like, you know what, let's, um, let's just, let's just go. So, so at the time I, I had a friend, you know, that was like, move down to Florida, let invest on this house with me. Um, and I was like, you know, yet again, I was like, you know what, this is kind of a chaotic thing of like, you know, it's not every day your friend is, is inviting you to go in on a house with him in a different state and then kind of giving you that bridge to move somewhere new. And I was like, you know what, that's a, this is an opportunity that it, maybe I should just take. And so I remember moving down to Florida with barely, I mean, I had enough money to get by for a couple months, but I probably moved down there with four grand, five grand in the bank account. And that was about it. That was me starting my, my freelance full time. And so, 
It's about the time you and I met. It was probably a couple of weeks yeah. after I moved down there. You know, oh, I didn't so have anything was really... Fresh. Yeah, I didn't have anything really lined up. I maybe had like little projects in Colorado. Yet again, I was probably making less than a thousand dollars a month in, in in projects. But even when I moved to Florida, I think it was even less, maybe five hundred dollars or less. On that um, note, though, um, that was the time when we met. So that basically also means like it was the peak of the chaos. The the pressure was real. Like you were like, I need to go out. I need to meet people. So what did you do? You went to a meetup thing. You got involved in community. We got introduced to each other now we're here so it seems like if the stress mm -hmm. is real um mm -hmm. you actually find ways you know and when you get comfortable you just like let it slip what is like sad yeah well it's interesting because i only really we only probably really met because of the chaos right because yeah that's I, what i mean yeah because i i definitely i think i even remember being like you know what you didn't move to florida to not go anywhere you didn't yeah. move down here and go freelance so you could sit in your house um so I remember being like, whatever, just go. And and that meetup was a big, big deal. I was like, literally, I had gone to one networking thing before that. That that was only my second networking thing. Yeah. And I met you. I met a group of guys that I ended up doing web design and UX design for. And they, they really brought me to a level I am today on web design. And all that happened from one night. And I remember even trying to talk myself out of going. Like I was like, I don't yeah. know, I don't know. And finally, I was like, okay, whatever, just go. And I feel like we're getting comfortable here. We we, we got to get out there, got to do some stuff. So everybody who's listening, I want you to do take the step. Like, let's say there's a meetup, go there. No matter what mm -hmm. excuse you come up with. And yes, next episode, I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, anyone watching, like, I, I, if you're one of those people that are lurking in the back of a social media group or you're the one that sees a poster on the wall of a new event and you're, you're, you're like, yeah, I don't know, you know, try, try to push yourself to go. You know, one thing yeah. that I, I tell myself nowadays that really helps me a lot is if you don't like it, leave, right? If you yeah. go to one of these things and it's super uncomfortable and you hate it, you can always go, you can always yeah. leave, but like, but to never, ever show up, that's, that's the worst thing you could do in the world. You know, at least show up. And if you hate yeah. it, leave early. I, I mean, on that side though, did ever something really negative happen when you go somewhere or do actually something? It's usually the opposite. Uh, you know, you stay at home and mm -hmm. now the outcome is way worse. You did not interact. You didn't do anything. You procrastinated. You, you came up with wow. excuses to not do the thing. And now you're sitting at home, you know, and it's yeah, usually yeah. always better to just take the pain and do the thing because it's mm -hmm. never that hurtful as staying home. Right, right. I think I think people still think of things as, you know, the first day of school as a kid or something that they're going to, you know, that <clears> someone's <throat> going to be super mean to them and is going to like call them out. But, you know, at the yeah. very worst, nobody talks to you. That's the very yeah. worst thing that could happen at one of these things is you kind of stand there awkwardly where no one's talking to you. And and that's not that big of a deal really i mean um i know i know like i i personally suffer a little bit from social anxiety for sure so i know other people out there also suffer from that so if you do i i, I totally understand the kind of irrational thinking around being out in public and the irrational thinking of other people seeing you and not being you not being perfect and you not being good enough um and that kind of imposter syndrome so that so those things all do make sense but the only way you break that is you got to get out and yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, so to kind of like go full circle, I would, I would say like, you know, the big thing is to embrace the chaos when, when chaos comes, try to meet it and try to go out and get out and, and expand out. Yeah. I think that's like a really good, um, thing to, uh, for this time. 
frame right now, or, or time, whatever you want to call it. It's like, yeah, it gets uncomfortable, the chaos is happening. Just like break yourself loose and just get swifty with it and just do the things you've got to do. Swifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's true. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I do, I tell people about that one meetup because it was just so detrimental to my time in Florida. Um, yeah. And my first year as a freelance was more successful than my last year as a full-time employee, which I, I didn't expect. I was hoping to make, my goal was to make as much as I did as a full-time employee, but I yeah. ended up making more. I ended up making like 20, 30% more than I did as a full-time employee. And I had all the freedom. I could go wherever the <laughs> heck I wanted. And so um, that's why I'm addicted to it now, I think. I, you know, even yeah. now recently, I've, I've had some, some personal, um, like physical things in my life and mental things in my life. And with freelance, what, what I do love about it is there, you can always create room for relaxation. And, you know, the thing I hate the most about the full-time world is, is you, you always have to report to someone, right? So you're having a yeah. bad day and you have to like call the boss and like either tell him I have a bad day or come up with an excuse that I'm sick or, you know, with those people with kids, oh, the kid's sick, you know? So I think, which is just dumb, right? You should be able to just be like, I'm having a terrible day. I'm not going to be a good creative. I need to be able to take the day off. And so as a, as a freelancer, I feel like I can do that a lot more if I need the time. Yeah. And so a lot of people, you know, they look at freelance as a big scary thing, but there's comfort too. There's yeah. a lot of comfort too. And it does balance when you're doing it right. There is a still, just like there is a full-time employee. We're trying to find that infinite balance of like, oh, just chill. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Good. You know, find, find Money a good chill. Yeah, good rhythm. Yeah, because you do. You have to have chill. You have to have that chill or you're just going to burn out, man. And I've had yeah. a few times in my career where I've gotten close to burnout. I will tell you what. And and even recently, I, I would say, was was one of those times um, just for various reasons we'll probably get into at some at some point. But yet again, even right now, I'm in this kind of place where it's like, OK, we'll embrace the chaos, right? 60% of my clients are gone now or 60% of my time, I should say, is open now do I do I run out there we'll just try to fill up that time as fast as possible do I try to find the right fit for that time Ooh. do I explore if I want to be a designer still do I explore if I want to move into full-time so but it's now's the time right it's chaos embrace the chaos yeah so so here's a challenge for the chaos so um you're a designer you thought about the t-shirt brand you know what I want to make you do is like Go into Redbubble, whip up some designs, and sell designs on Redbubble. Just as an exercise, not for like um, real business. So you basically can go to their website, upload designs, and people can, you can decide if that will be on a t-shirt, a mug, or whatever. And then you can basically sell your designs, and you can make a passive income for people just buying designs that they like. And if you have a trending mm -hmm. design, you get some money. If not whatever it's just basically like a, a creative exercise for the clothing brand you know what i mean so go out there and do this oh is this my homework you're giving me yeah I, I was like thinking about doing it myself you know i have for example that create before consume mug here you know and it's a drop shipping kind of website on printful and i basically signed up didn't make the listing on Etsy or whatever website, you know. And I have the mugs. They're great. And I can relist them. But I never really put the listing up onto the, the, the website so that people can buy them. But I should do that. And I should add to it. Or just basically buy a bunch of stock um, stock inventory of the mugs so I can sell them, you know. When I have people on, on my podcast, for example. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. um. 
It's like a quick exercise, and you should like put a time timer on that. You know, get get a little bit, you know, out of the the comfort of not doing things and do one thing that is uncomfortable. You see what I mean? Yeah. Well, what's interesting for me um, is I've been talking about how the the plates cleared for mm -hmm. me, but what's been interesting is the universe like hears me. I don't know if this happens to you, but the second the plate clears, it's like it's like a, a little beacon goes out in the universe. So like you know. So when I was driving to the my my last client meeting with with the fifty percent of my time client, when I knew this was going to be the last meeting, I knew this is the one where we're gonna we're gonna hand off yeah. all the stuff. It's it's over after this. Um, I get a call from an old 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 client who he just wants me to create a, a little graphic for his um, his group of guys that they go up and they go gold panning in the river. So, so I'm creating a little, and, nice. and they call their group spoonful. So it's going to be a little spoon with gold nuggets in it. So I'm going to, I'm creating I that like graphic that. now, you know, and you know, I, I just got done doing my, my friend's wedding invites and, and they, and then cool little RSVP website, you know, it's all these pine trees and stuff and it's pretty cool. So, yeah. so it's like, you know, so it's interesting that stuff kind of comes in naturally. Right. And me as a creative, I think, you know, so you're right, you know, doing things like these little type of exercises of like, yeah, just do something stretch your brain and then put it out there. I, that's not a bad idea. And honestly, yeah. I think that's what this podcast is in a way, right? Is this is just yeah. us. Well, but now you got a little bit of momentum and I want to push that momentum to the next level. You know, just like, hey, let's put a, another creative little thing extra on top, you know, because you got to you got to stretch the, the the capabilities of like how much can I put out there? How much do you want to put out there? You know, I yeah. could say like one podcast is enough and I should focus, you know, and here I am sitting here on an infinite po uh, creative podcast, you know, and uh, creative people consume right. and, oh and, and a couple others, you know, I'm like, why not build a network, you know, oh. but, but that's just like thinking, you know, not that I want to do that, but I, you heard it why here not? first, the Fitzay Media Group. Today. <laughs> oh, um, shut up, Fitz. <laughs> you know, I need a website and a blog post. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, um, no, I mean, but yeah, I, I, I think stuff like that's a good, good too. You know, I think that's, that's yeah. something I would like to get better at social media too. I think I, I've seen some designers and artists where they just make like a little fun post, right? Like, so one thing I did, I think I'm going to go ahead and awake and I guess I'll put it on this podcast, which solidifies it out in the world is during COVID. I, I started to create this little animation graphic of, okay. of COVID, um, but it's a game. It's a retro 8-bit game. And so nice. it has like a side scroller where you could like sit. So I even had it where you choose the beginning. It's like Mortal Kombat where you're like choosing like, do you want to be Fauci or Donald Trump? <laughs> and, you know, and it's like it was like all these kind of cool. So I really I, I, I put a lot of, pro, uh, you know, a lot of effort into it. And then it paused. So I've thought about bringing that back and fun things like that or at least sharing the 8-bit characters, right? Like here's 8-bit yeah. Donald Trump. Here's 8-bit Kellyanne Conway. Here's 8-bit Anthony Fauci. I like that. Um, but yeah, um, I I think like like I said, like if if times like this happens, you got you got to put the extra stretch on it, you know. And there's like for me, for example, I want to make like for YouTube some reaction videos and do like um, it's just an experiment. Not that I feel like it should be like the new full time thing where I put all my eggs in, but as an exercise, you know. Like there's people making reaction videos. They're highly edited in a weird way that I don't really like, but should I do it just to see if I could do it, you know, as an exercise? What would do it, you know? What would happen? Stuff like that, like, 
Yeah, well, I, I especially say you should if it brings you joy. I mean, that's always my thing. I don't think I'll ever do anything just for the money because yeah. I think I don't think it's sustainable if I don't enjoy it. It's I I won't do it in the long term. So 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 if it brings you joy, if like you enjoy doing that, if you enjoy doing those types of videos, you enjoy reviewing things and stuff like that, then yeah, that's that's it. That's all you need, really, right? Yeah. Just like right now, I I paint as well, right? And I'm not a successful artist. But I enjoy yeah. it. So keep doing it. Right. It's yeah. so like you said, like it doesn't like so. So for people out there that, you know, they just like creating little graphics and they don't really want to have a client dictating, you know, what's the you know, that's fine. Then that's where places like Redbubble and, thing, and you know, and even Fiverr are, you know, good places where you can just be like, this is what I want to make. And yeah. if they want it, cool. If they don't want it, cool. But I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. And I do. I, I am a little jealous of that. I see a lot of creatives like that right now, where they're they're just doing what they want to do, and they're being very stubborn about it. And it's for some of them, it's it's working amazingly because it, yeah. it it reads it right. You can read when people love what they do. I mean, like all yes and no, because like I like I said, I like pushing boundaries a little bit. You know, if you get comfortable and you just draw your painting like I, I feel like once in a while you have to experiment and push the, the envelope a little bit you know like you yeah. draw regularly like publish it somewhere or do something creative or experimental with it to see where that leads you don't have to like it but you have to push yourself once in a while so that you don't become rigid you know what I mean but yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, that's why I said Redbubble <laughs> well, and you know and I think well what's nice about places like Redbubble too is it's it's not necessarily a popularity game then it's you're you're on a platform where where you can be found with other stuff and i think one thing that i know like you know discourages me you know even at the beginning of this podcast right like we we don't have a huge fan club right out of the gate right we're yeah. we're building this bootstrap where these first few episodes we're we're happy if a few people ever watch them but um you know, so even I've I've had some times where recently i've i've just been like oh god i just don't i don't feel the appreciation i don't feel but that's where loving what you do comes in handy, yeah. right? Like, I think we both love these talks ourselves. I think these help us just with all our own things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for us, it's like whatever, right? Like we, and I think that's the best. That's the best thing out there. So I, so I would yeah. say that is, is yeah, do do new things and get out the get outside of your yeah. bubble, but. Um, go towards love like don't 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 go towards something that you don't really like it just makes no sense and i mean and if it seems like something obvious like why would i go to something i don't like but i see it all the time with creatives where they just see a new technology or they see a new like there's a new trend or a new thing that can make them some money and they go towards it but it's but it's one of those things of like well if you're in it for the creativity and if you're in it for the fun then go for those things like it truly yeah. go for those things I feel like also like it's like sometimes you don't know if you will love it or hate it till you try it. You know, it's like yeah. like kind of like when your mom tells you got to eat the vegetables, you know, and if you would not have done it, you would not know you don't like it. You like it. And I'm like with some like new trends, new things. I think like you have to experiment with it just to experiment. Not even though you maybe think you don't like it because you do not know if it's just a pain that you feel about something because he never did it you know like this podcast for example in the beginning like oh maybe sean puts it off or i put it off you know and we all have those like little feelings and yeah. drag and negative thoughts about should i go to this meetup or oh, is that a good idea you know every time you feel pain just mm -hmm. do it and see what happens and afterwards you can decide you know what i mean 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, almost thinking of it as a scientific process, right? You're just experimenting. You're just seeing yeah. what works and what doesn't. And because, uh, you know, I, I'm lucky that I, I fell in love with design back as a kid in high school, and I'm still doing it. I mean, that's not very common. It's impressive. It's not very common. I don't I don't run into a lot of people that knew they wanted to be a designer years and years ago. You know, I run into a lot of designers nowadays that they became an adult and then decided they want to be a designer. A lot of 30 year olds that decide to be a designer. But yeah, so I said so. But, you know, I think it's the reason that it's worked is because I do like the creativity. I do have a big imagination, you know, an overactive imagination. And so, yeah, so if I was to, you know, in high school, if I would have at the same time been like, oh, well, lawyers make a ton of money or or maybe a neuroscientist makes a lot of money. I was too stupid to be a neuroscientist and probably too <laughs> stupid to be a lawyer. But but, you know, I know just stuff to learn. I got to know stuff to do those things. But, but, you know, so if I would have done that, I don't know if I'd be doing those things still because it's like they never brought me joy back then. So. I, yeah. Why would that change now? I mean, maybe the money could change that. People could argue, but yet again, if you're, you know, I think that's where we get into the, the argument of are you in it for the creativity or the money? And and you yeah. don't have to choose, but like, but be honest. I mean, there's with no yourself. rules in life. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but which one's more important? Because there probably is one that's more important to you, right? And I and I do tell creatives all the time, like, if you're in this to make money, you're in the wrong career. Like, there's so much better careers to make money than the creative field. I hate to say it. Like, I wish I, w- I could tell you, like, oh, we're in the middle of a renaissance where we're all buying Mercedes Benzes and all have three houses, but we don't. I mean, I I'm I would say I'm a successful f- designer and I'm still just getting by. And yeah. so, um, you know, but I love, I love, I love, I love what I do. And I think that's that's what's important. I think that's, you know. And that's a lot of people, I think, when they get stuck in the comfort of a job, they lose that sense, too. Do you like this because of the comfort or do you like what you do? And I think people are able to work in a place if they don't love what they do, if they're comfortable enough. But play that out 10 or 20 years and then you get to the end of that road. That's that's a scary place to be. You know, you're 45 and you're 50 and you've literally spent half your life doing something that didn't bring you joy. Yeah, that's that's worse than any amount of money. Yeah, that very true. Here's to that. Um, yeah, on that note, I, I think I finished all my topics that I had. And yeah, how about you? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, to just kind of wrap up this episode a little bit, I think it's, um, I guess, yeah, I, I guess the main point that we're kind of getting to in this is that we all have these humble beginnings, right? I had my my little logo <laughs> for uh, a massage company that took me 50, 60 hours or and you had a video where you, um, you know, you you charged a decent amount, and you're pretty proud of that. But other than that, you know, <laughs> is kind of a weird, kind of a weird situation. But we all have those, and I think um, so. Don't be discouraged if the first time you stick your foot out into the creative world, it's a little odd and a little weird, and you spent too much time, and you didn't get any money, and things like that. You know that doesn't really matter. It's, did it bring you joy? Did making the thing that you make bring you joy? And I think when we, when you made that video and when I made that logo, we felt that joy and we're like, okay, well, let's, let's make another, let's keep it going. So let's see how far we go. Exactly. And so, yeah. So what I would say is embrace the chaos. I mean, the world is so chaotic now. Um, I think we all can recognize that any of us could get fired anytime. There could be emergencies at any time. Yeah. 
And so the best thing to do is embrace the chaos and then realign to what you love. Just realign yeah. towards the light. Go towards the light. Yeah, and you don't have to fight everything. So on that note, please rate the podcast five stars if you watch the whole thing. Um, also check YouTube out. And yeah, um, also where can they find you, SeanCraigCreative.com? Well, there you go. So SeanCraigCreative <laughs> on Instagram, SeanCraigCreative.com. You can always email me at hello at SeanCraigCreative. Um, and yeah. then you also can... Um, Email the infinite creative podcast at gmail.com if you have any uh, ideas for topics or anything. But yeah, check us out on Instagram. Check us out on YouTube under an infinite creative podcast. And um, we'll be doing episodes every week. So please yeah. join the conversation. Please send us comments. Please send us messages. Um, even hate mail. It's totally fine. Just send us whatever. I don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, engagement is nice, but yeah, have a good one.